Hi everybody, welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch. Thanks for joining me for Far Flung February. That's right, we're gonna be taking a little journey to the far flung corners of the earth for four tunes, starting very, very easy and kind of getting a little harder as we move through the month. We're gonna kick things off with a great Korean folk song called Arirong. It's popular in North and South Korea and it is very, very easy to play. Now I kicked off with probably the not the fastest tempo I've heard it played at, but a very quick tempo. It's a very, very simple tune, and for this we will be in DAA tuning. That's 155 tuning. That goes for any kind of key, any kind of notes we want to kind of get into the picture. That's one, first note of the scale, five, fifth note of the scale, and then five again, fifth note of the scale. So for us to be in the home key of D, the first note of the scale is D, fifth note of the scale is A, and then fifth note of the scale again for our bass, middle, melody strings. This is a traditional mountain dulcimer tuning, how many of us started playing uh, the mountain dulcimer with the melody and the middle string tuned the same. And then we've got the bass string here, which means our chord shapes are different, but we don't have to worry about that because this is a drone melody piece, which means we're simply gonna be playing the melody on the melody string and allowing the other two strings to drone on like the drone of a bagpipe, very much a traditional way of playing the mountain dulcimer. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at the piece. You can download the music right down here from my Patreon open house. Download the music and then bookmark that site and when you are done with this episode, go on back to the site and follow the open house tag just underneath this tablature. That'll take you to over 600 posts with more free downloads of sheet music, downloads from albums and things of that nature. Go ahead and explore that. There's a lot of free stuff and if you think you might enjoy becoming a patron, it's only $5 a month or $50.40 for the year with a 16% discount, two months free. That gets you unlimited access to all my books, CDs, tablature, and uh, full-length video workshops and performances. There are literally two or three terabytes of information all in the vault, and I do new stuff every single week. You also get in free to all my online workshops, so do think about becoming a patron and scarfing up some more free goodies. Here we go. This is Ariron. And we are going to be tuned in DAA, as I said. So you're gonna, if you're in DAD, you're going to drop that melody string down. You don't want to go upwards. You want to go down to the A. And your middle string and melody string will be pitched exactly the same A. All right. Our piece is in D major. So we have two sharps on the staff, F sharp and C sharp. We are in three, four time. The top number is how many beats are in the measure and what number gets the beat. So we have three beats in the measure and the quarter note is what gets the beat. Waltz time, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. All right, now let's take a look at navigation. Well, it's one page. We don't have any first or second endings or repeats. So the only thing left to do is to just look at the notes themselves. And since we don't have any harmonies or chords to play, this should be pretty easy. We've got a dotted quarter note to kick things off. Then we've got eight notes. Remember, we're gonna subdivide the eight notes. So a dotted note, the dot adds half of the value of the note to itself, makes it longer. So a quarter note typically is two eight notes together. 
So if we add half of the value, we have basically three eighth notes. It's one and a half beats. One and two. One and two. It's what's happening on measure number one of the piece. The first note that we're playing there, A, is lasting for beats one and the and of one and then the downbeat of beat two. The and of two is where the next eighth note picks up and then three and the and of three are the next two eighth notes. So you can see the subdivision happening there. If I clap for all the eighth notes, you'll hear one, bop, bop, bum. And I clap a little bit louder when we separate those notes. Bum, bop, bop, bum. So take out the subdivision and we have um, ba, da, dum. That's the first measure. Bum, ba, da, dum. We go on to the second measure. Bum, ba, da, da, dum. Ba, da, da, dum. In measure three is another one. This is probably the trickiest part of this tune. If you're playing it fairly quickly, it's a little tricky because we've got a quarter note to start off measure three. We then have an eighth note and then we have two sixteenth notes that are kind of buried in the middle of this cluster of eighth notes. How can we tell that they're sixteenth notes? Well, if you look above the notes where the stems go up and they reach that little bar, eighth notes are barred together by one little bar. Take a look at measure one. You'll see the two eighth notes on beats three and the and of three, and they're joined together by one bar. Now go to measure three, and you'll see in the first eighth note, which is on beat two, you'll see that it goes up and it's connected by one bar. But then as you look at the second and th third notes from beat two, you see that they are underneath a second bar. Only those two notes, notice, they're under a second bar. And so 16th notes are bracketed together by two bars. And that's how we can tell them when they're in a cluster of eighth notes. 16th notes, happen a little bit quicker. It takes two sixteenth notes to make an eighth note. It takes four sixteenth notes to make a quarter note to see in relation how these work. So now we're going to use the sixteenth notes as a subdivider to move through measure three. So once again, four sixteenth notes are going to be inside of that quarter note, and then two sixteenth notes inside of the eighth note, and then one sixteenth note for each of those two sixteenth notes hanging out. And then we've got two more eighth notes. So here's how the subdivision will sound. I'll clap louder as I move to a new note event. One, da, dee. So one, two, three, four. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. One, two, three, four is the quarter note. Uh, so we go, let me start from the very beginning with this. Bum, 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 bum. Bum 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 ba ba bum bum so bum bum ba bum quarter note bum four claps sixteenth notes bum bum that's an eighth note two sixteenth note claps inside of the eighth note bum 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 we hit those sixteenth notes one clap each because we're clapping in sixteenth note rhythms bum. Bum, ba, ba, bum, bum. Two claps for each eighth note. Again, two sixteenth notes inside every eighth note. Measure three again. Bum, bum, ba, ba, bum, 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 ba, ba, bum, 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 ba, ba, bum, 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 
Once you get the feeling for how that moves, you can take out the extra claps and you'll hear bum, bum, ba, ba, bum, 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 ba, ba, bum, 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 ba, ba, bum, bum, bum. That's the trickiest rhythm right there. The other rhythm we haven't touched yet that is not necessarily tricky, but it's different, is measure six. You see it's all eight notes. So instead of going one, two, three for the three quarter notes, we break each quarter note down into two eight notes. One and two and three and one and two and three and dee 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 dee. And there you've got how that rolls, measure six. So let's go ahead and move very slowly through the piece. Sight reading everything else, we've got some whole notes, got some dotted half notes. Dotted half notes will get all three beats of the measure, like in measure eight, and also at the end of the piece, the last measure. All right, here we go. I'll give us one measure in, one, two, three. So you'll notice that I'm doing little return trips on the bass string. Little, this little moments, they're kind of my fill-in strums. They're not strums so much, they're just little placements of notes that have this effect of a continuity of rhythm, even though if we're not doing a whole bunch. And I tend to do that when we've got a clear note or a dotted quarter note. So a beat and a half or two beats is when the melody has sustained for a good portion of time, at least musically speaking, and that means that we need to step in because the rhythm of the melody is what carries us forward. As soon as the melody sustains for a long period of time, that rhythm stops, and so does the song, consequently. So we need to then do something rhythmically so that we can prevent the song from coming to a dead stop every time the melody holds for a little bit. So watch how I just come back against the bass string and put a little something extra in there so that we don't have this big gap of space.
Sometimes if I have enough time, I can hit the bass string twice. Nothing fancy at all, and I'm not really strumming it, I'm just plucking it a couple of times, picking it a couple of times, and that's all you need to sort of keep things moving along. That approach will vary depending on the tune, how active the melody is, the general feel of the piece, all of these things you'll take into consideration when you come up with your own ways of keeping a sort of perpetual motion going with the music. One more thing I wanted to point out here you might notice is when I get to that one very, very quick assembly of quarter note, eight note, sixteenth note, measure three, it's a repeating phrase that comes up in the piece. It comes up again in measure eleven. And you'll notice that I'm going back and forth with my strum. Everything else is pretty much going out strum. Now generally my rule of thumb is to use the return trip using alternating pick direction to go back and forth whenever you're, I'm dealing with eight notes. But this tune generally moves slow enough where I don't, I'm not really concerned about trying to do out strums on the eighth notes. But the sixteenth notes, they do require this back and forth strum a bit, otherwise you're really going to be working too hard trying to do all of that with the out strum. see it's just try and do that all out strum you can see that you want to bear down and it's just uh, it's not good to do that and bear down and lock up because all of your arm will get stressed and tense and then your fluidity goes away from your strum so use that return trip and it may be hard at first to do that to make it seem consistent, but it's going to help because it'll help you move quickly through some of these 8 and 16th note rhythms without stressing yourself out by trying to go out strum all the time. I love this tune. I've been playing it for many, many years. In fact, we played it in the high school in an arrangement, and um, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music and a beautiful story that goes with it, so do look it up. And, uh, and get more into it. But at a, at a very, very beginner's level, it's a very simple song to play and a cool one to break out every once in a while. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. And I will see you next week as we continue far-flung February with yet another tune from way out there. See you next time.